Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. This is America's Heroes Group Roundtable, where she serves, she matters, she voices, coalition with partner with Sister Soldier. Today is Saturday, November 13th, 2021, November's Military Family Appreciation and Alzheimer's Disease Awareness Month. The host is Cliff Kelly. My name is Sean Claiborne, the co-host, Army National Guard veteran. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And also, don't forget to join us on America's Heroes Group on our Facebook live streaming. You can see us on Facebook. Just search America's Heroes Group. You can also like and share so other people can get information or resources and referrals. You can also listen to America's Heroes Group on the iHeartRadio app. Just search America's Heroes Group and watch us on streaming platforms like Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, and Zondra's TV networks. That's Zondra's with a Z. So... We have a great uh, person on our on our panel today, and that is Wanda Petty. She's a U.S. Army veteran and president and CEO of SheVet Inspire, and also Dr. Liz Henry, pediatrician, youth advocate, and consultant. And we're going to talk about reconnecting with your teen. Now, some information about Dr. Liz Henry. She has written a book, You Are Not a Bad Parent, Reconnect with Your Teens, is, uh, was number one on the Amazon list as a bestseller. So, Wanda, give us some background. Introduce us to your wonderful guests that you brought to the table today. And also, how are you doing? Hi, Sean. It's Sister. I'm doing well. Doing well. Thanks for having me. That's great. So tell us a little bit about Mr. Henry before we have her on. We'll give you, Wanda, give, you a, give her a real good introduction. Yeah, yeah. So Dr. Liz is a specialist with connecting parents with their their youth, their teens, and as we know, as service members, um, due to our travels and our dedication to our work, it sometimes gets to be uh, laborious to connect with our children and try to maintain that balance. And um, to be honest, it, it gets lost in the, in the workflow. And so I thought that it would be really great to bring someone like Dr. Liz on board to share um, some strategies and techniques with, from her expertise and her, her background as a pediatrician to give us some insight on how we can connect with our children, you know, before, during, and after service so that we could have the lifestyle that we ultimately desire to have as service members to, to live a normal life as much as possible. And so Dr. Liz, um, she has a vast amount of experience and has brought um, solutions and work with many, many parents. And so, um, yeah, there is no one else that I I thought that could be such fitting to share with us um, as a mother from the perspective of connecting with our children. So, yeah, so thanks for, for being here, Dr. Liz. Well, thanks for having me, uh, Sister and Sean. 
Thank you for coming. So this is another thing I want to know. Now you have 20 years of experience as a trusted advisor to parents and youth. You have an undergraduate from Princeton, and you studied, you got your medicine uh, degree from the University of Pennsylvania, so Ivy League all the way. And also you were in my hometown at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. All right. <laughs> you worked at the Children's Hospital in the of Philadelphia. House. Yeah. And also you, uh, you work now, you have your own private practice. Now this book you wrote, You Are Not a Bad Parent, Reconnect with Your Teens. So tell us a little bit about that and also the importance of making sure that you – I read parts of your book. It was really actually a very good read, uh, first of all. Okay, great, and great. I, so and one thing I noticed in the book, you, you made this comparison, which I always think about a lot because I'm you know helping to raise two kids um, uh, now with my girlfriend. And when I think about the, the, the generation gaps, because you talk about what it means to be a millennial versus Generation X versus a, a baby boomer. And I remember you had that – they had a uh, – a portion in there where you talked about when you were a kid, you used to use a typewriter to turn your papers in, and now people are using email right. and things like that. You know, you had to, you had a story where you yeah, I was dating to, myself. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking on the phone with your with your boyfriend on the on the house when I grew up. You didn't have there was no such thing as a cell phone when I was a kid. I mean, if you did, it was exactly. probably, it probably weighed twenty five pounds. If you had a cell phone, it was, and it was something you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't carry around, it wasn't really portable. So, but then you had to, you had to, so now kids got cell phones and social media, things like that. So tell us about the, the, the complexities and um, where that disconnection happens. And then what are some of the yeah, strategies well, we can do to try to reconnect? Well, sure. Uh, I mean, it's, as you said, Sean, it's a whole different world uh, now that kids are growing up in. And, uh, you know, a pitfall as, as parents, as adults is to, compare um like back in the day when i was a, was a kid we used to do that and it was good and it worked back then but now with everything the kids are, are, are have to go through social media technology cell phones we're we're in this pandemic which is which is legendary and uh, remote learning the, the threat of terrorist bombings and school shootings and climate change and all of that is 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 created a whole different world and and way that they live. So um, we have to get that as 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 parents and as adults when we interact with them. We uh, what we how we grew up will not translate uh, in their world. And that's where a, a lot of the disconnect takes place is is not realizing them and uh, uh, meeting them, you know, at their level. Hmm. That's really, I think that's really profound. You said you really can't, you can't, and people, and that's how we were raised. That's how I was raised. So right, right. They, our parents told us this is where we did it. I had to walk, you know, 15 miles to school, you know, with one <laughs> shoe and, you know, the dog chasing me and stuff like that and everything and then 10 feet of snow and all that. But now kids, they don't understand. That world's totally different. That world is gone. So, exactly. So now, so what are the, some of the strategies and methods? There's a couple of things you talked about in the book I thought was really, really good. You mentioned that there was about, um, about um, being able to apologize, being able to acknowledge, and also unconditional love. What are those? Talk yeah. about those three things and, and how that relates to, to connecting with kids. Yeah, well, uh, apology is, uh, I mean, is very important. And, and, and often as parents, and we – you know, we we don't want to uh, apologize, or it's hard for us to apologize because uh, we think it's a weakness, or or that we're giving in. And um, you know, I just want to let parents know out there that it's not a a a, a fight 
between between you and your child because often we want to win we want to be right it's our way or no way and it's because it's really about nurturing how do we nurture our children how do we teach them in a positive way how do we foster connection and and one way to do that and one tip i have is listen more and talk less and what i mean by that is listen not to respond but listen for the sake of listening. Because sometimes uh, we're just listening for an opening to speak and give our opinion or make them feel better, and we're not really hearing what our kids have to say. Hmm. And it's so natural for us as parents to want to jump in and to fix things. But sometimes they just want to vent and, and use you as a sounding board. And, and as they talk, they come with, to their own conclusions and figure things out for themselves. So if they know you are truly listening and interested in what they have to say, they'll be more open and less likely to shut down. Hmm. And, and to go back to your, uh, the apology, um, you know, when, they're feeling, when they say or do something, that upsets you. And notice I say when, not if, <laughs> because inevitably, especially preteens and teens, they're going to do something that just completely is unbelievable. And you may be angry and you may be upset and you may be frustrated and you may yell and even just lose it altogether. But at the end of the day, they need to hear three words from you. And those three words are, I love you. Mm. And that is so important because your words become their inner voice and will get them through when you're not there. So knowing their love is key. It's key. It's so key to unlocking your relationship and bringing you closer. Wow. And it's important. It's, and, and this is, is, is really important. And sometimes we forget because we're, we're in the thick of things. It's important that they know that you accept them for who they are as an individual and, and as a person and you love and they, they know that you love them unconditionally no matter what now i you may not like you know i'm not saying they don't suffer the consequences of their actions and and uh, you know they, they don't have discipline and structure but they still need to know no matter what they do that they can come to you and you'll still accept and love them and that is the key to keeping that relationship close so on that note so is that so is that strategy that foundation you laid out with apology acknowledgement unconditional love is that the foundation that makes your strategy a little bit different from maybe other strategies that have come before well, it, well it's 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 part of the foundation but um how i came up uh with the strategy is that as a pediatrician for over 20 years i've had a window seat an inside view to the chaotic world of parents and teens and i witnessed firsthand the breakdown in that parenting connection. And I was able to study the language and the dynamics of the relationships. And I watched the body language, you know, those side glances. If you have a teen or a preteen out there, the eye rolls of the teens. Mm -hmm. And, and I heard the sighs, the resignation and that frustration in the voice of the parents. And I began to see a pattern that was consistent across the board and that it didn't matter who the parent was, it didn't matter who the teen was, there was conflict no matter what during the adolescent years. So I used my training as a pediatrician and my mastery in the field of communication to bridge the gap 
so parents can powerfully communicate with their teens and transform their relationship. And I listen to parents in the same way I coach them to listen to their kids. So the result is that parents feel heard, known, appreciated, and reassured. And once this happens, their stress level decreases, and they're in a better position to hear what I'm saying, implement it, and shift how they interact with their teens. So that's a, a part of the transformational template that I've developed. That's very interesting kind of, and very insightful. So one thing I read about is something that I, that I looked up. So two-thirds of teens in the military, um, from military families, want to follow in their parents' footsteps. So two-thirds of teens mm-hmm. that are kids of military um, service members, they want to yes. do the same thing that their parents did. And, that was, and there was a survey done with about 2,000 teens, um, and that was between the ages of 13 and 19. However, only 13 of teens typically want to follow in their parents' footsteps across the nation, people that are from the civilian population. There was another, a larger study done between the ages of 16 and 24. So between 16 and 24 and civilian population, they're not necessarily following their parents' footsteps. But military families, on a high percentage, two-thirds, 66% or so, want to do what their parents are doing, be in the military. However, there's another problem. Um, Empowering military teens. So there was a National Military Family Association did a study. They found that 42% of teens show signs of emotional distress. One-third of teens experience food insecurity. And 11% experience domestic abuse or violence in their homes. So mm. when you look at that, when you put those two numbers together, and you see also um, the deployments where, where, a, where parent, a, parent, a service member might have to go overseas and uh, for long periods of time, particularly nowadays, where people are getting well, people the wars are winding down. But over the last you know twenty years, technically, basically, we had multiple deployments going to Iraq and Afghanistan. People going on five, six, yeah. seven, eight tours of duty. Um, so how does that play? How does that, how does a parent in that kind of an environment? We have maybe you're a single mother or a single father, and, and your spouse is, or loved ones overseas, or in some cases even you might even have you might be moving around constantly with your uh, parents to, to military bases. How does that mm-hmm. how does that service member reconnect with their family, with their kids, let them know that they're loved and let them know that they that they can be there for them when you're constantly absent? Yeah, I mean and, and, and that's that's difficult. It's 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 really difficult when you're 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 pulled away um for for a commitment and um at teens and young and young kids really don't understand. And I think the most important thing that uh, uh, parents can do is give them permission to feel. Give your kids permission to feel whatever they feel. Because after returning from, from deployment, it's hard for everyone to get reacclimated to each other. Mm-hmm. In, your child has grown and matured depending on how long you've been away or, or you know, had a, a, a commitment somewhere else. And time has passed. And you can't just pick up where you left off, but must meet your kids where they are. And, and so it's, it's, it's so important that if they're sad or, or angry or, or frustrated, uh, as parents, we often try to want to make them feel better. And, 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 and as kids, they feel that that's brushing off their feelings. You're not understanding them. You're, you're not giving them a chance to express who they are and what they're feeling. So instead of, uh, you know, just saying like, oh, you'll get over it or, or don't worry about it or you, you'll feel better, it's, it'll be okay. What you want to do is continue the conversation by asking them, you know, why are you sad? What's happening? Like, what's going on? Because we all have emotions and what we resist persists. 
So it's very important to validate their feelings, allow them to process them, and have these open conversations, and that will help to increase the connection. And this is important now more than ever with the challenges in today's world, because the the kids now are faced with so much that there is a a huge increase in anxiety across the board. Hmm. I think what you said was so profound, because when you're in in the military, you often are taught or kind of look, you don't really have the opportunity to express your emotions sometimes or to say exactly what you want to say in every situation and, and close behind closed doors you might be able to get get a word out but oftentimes when you're told that we were, we're, we're kind of used to getting orders and getting told what to do when to do it how to do it and how fast it has to be done and then when we come home we want to do the exact same thing give out orders and tell people what to do and it has to be yes. done a certain way yes <laughs> so do you see a difference between the way sometimes the way men uh communicate with their children versus um say mothers well, of, you know, of course, and that's, and that's too, the way that, you know, uh, traditionally, you know, boys have been, been groomed and, and structured and you have to be strong and you have to be, you know, you, you, you can't show your emotions. It's, it's, it's a weakness. And so, so that translates. So when they're, they're grown men, uh, you know, a, a lot of times, um, they tend not to be, uh, you know, dads may tend not to be as emotional or, or, or express their feelings. But as I said, some, because uh, there are some dads who are, who are very in tune with their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also depends, uh, there, it depends on how you grew up as well and how you were parented. That comes into play. Mm-hmm. So as a parent, we, because uh, I, I say we because I have a, a 23-year-old daughter, so I know how frustrating it can be to raise to 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 raise kids especially in the teenage uh years but um as a parent we bring a lot of of baggage into parenting and so you know in 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 my book often you know i talk about you know recognizing how we parent and why we parent and why we chose to do the things we do and in recognizing we recognizing it we can interrupt it and choose to do something different Hmm. Now, I want to mention your book again. You are not a bad parent, a pediatrician's guide to reducing conflict and connecting with your teens. Reach number one on Amazon's the bestsellers list. So you can get that book on Amazon. Is there any places that you can also uh, download or get the book? Yes, uh, you can get it on Amazon, but you can go directly to uh, the website for the book. You are not a bad parent dot com and you can buy uh, the book there. But most importantly, if you go to that website, uh, you can uh, click on the button to uh, get a free bonus audio from me and get on my VIP email list. And that uh, bonus audio is called the Extraterrestrial Approach to Listening. Hmm. So it's a 10-minute audio that will, will help you shift your listening, like, right now. Wow. I like that. It sounds pretty And good. then my, my website, uh, which is drlizconsulting.com, I have a host of other resources and courses that you can look at and register in. Okay. And then, so uh, let us know. So what are some of the things that people can do, especially veterans? I'm particularly thinking about veterans. You might have, we talked about baggage that people bring from other situations and other past experiences. But sometimes veterans have daily baggage or service members bring home daily baggage. So that can lead to, like we've talked about earlier, mentioned earlier, a lot of children in the military families witness violence and also emotional distress. So Mm -hmm. how, how does a veteran, how does a service member 
like take it down to take it down a couple of notches so that way they don't explode or do something they shouldn't be doing in front of their kids or how do they get to that point where they can actually engage with their kids as opposed to um, pushing their kids away through something they don't need to see well i i think one thing is if they're able is to uh, see if they can take a moment to uh, or, or some minutes to decompress uh before they come home and <clears throat> I think meditation and uh, is is very good. Breathing exercises and and there's so many meditation apps that you can just download on your phone. In just five minutes, taking five minutes just to center yourself, you, uh, meditate, get in a different zone and and shift uh, before you go in. I think will will um, you know just uh, make make an opening, create an opening to 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 relate to your family and your kids in a different way and, and, and kind of interrupt whatever you were dealing with throughout the day. Well, thank you for your time. That was great information. The book is called uh, You Are Not a Bad Parent, A Pediatrician's Guide to Reducing Conflict and Connecting with Your Teens. Wanda Petty, thank you for your time. Sister Soldier, Dr. Liz Henry, thank you for your time. We appreciate you oh, coming thank on you for having me. Thank, thank you, for you for having, having me. Bye for now. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.